changing negative self, self-talk to positive thoughts can kind of be a big thing to grasp with. I've been seeing a lot of my clients in the last month, especially really having negative self-talk that's limiting their ability to improve their health. So, and it's something that's been coming up for me as well. So I thought I would share my techniques on how to flip those negative thoughts to positive thoughts and how I'm doing that on my journey of self-love back to health. You're listening to Healthy Mompreneurs Get Wealthy podcast with Kathy Richards, RD. I've had over 20 years of experience coaching clients and now busy mompreneurs get healthier and ultimately wealthier. On this podcast, I'll be sharing with you my self-love journey back to health as I'm coming out the other side of years of stress and challenges, living with a spouse, suffering from mental health issues, suffering a concussion, living with post-concussion syndrome, terminal illnesses within my close family members, a divorce, a death in my family, and all three kids under the age of eight. If anyone can show you how to thrive and not just survive through challenges and setbacks, it's me. So follow my journey here. All right. So when I say going from negative self-talk or negative thoughts to positive thoughts, You might be thinking, okay, I just want you to take that negative thought, flip it right away into something positive. That's not the approach I've been using with clients, and that's not the approach that I found that works with myself. This topic keeps coming up and keeps presenting itself to me through clients, um, also through a program that I'm in right now called The Brain Game, where we're focusing on getting out of that kind of fight or flight. Um, which a lot of people are in that reptile kind of response and getting into like the dolphin or the rest and repose response, but not just flipping the feeling or not just flipping the thought, but actually sitting with the feeling, allowing it to be present, not making it wrong and then moving on. So in the connection, it's interesting because this brain game um, program that I'm taking with the local mom who I connected to like six degrees of separation years ago, I bought a wash machine from her. And then at one point she commented on one of my brother's Facebook posts and he lives like nowhere near where I live. So they know each other through camping. And it's always interesting how, you know, we find these connections like across all the years and things. Right. Um, but in that brain game, we're working on um, having the feeling And when you have a really intense feeling, it's very similar to having a really intense food craving. So I found this connection absolutely fascinating. So when I work with people on dealing with their food cravings, one of the techniques is to ride the wave. So you know, when a craving comes on or when a feeling comes on, it can feel really like powerful and strong and we can't do anything with it. We can't like, what's going to happen to us? We might die if we keep having this feeling or this craving, right? But what this science shows in both situations is when you ride that craving wave or you ride that feeling, after about 15 minutes, that feeling is going to leave. It's going to be done. And the same thing with the craving. We see kind of crest. And then at that point, it's usually gone. So I thought that was so cool. So in this brain game program, we're learning to really sit with our feelings 
and not make them wrong. And it's similar to work by Tara Bach. And I listened to her book years ago. And I can remember riding on the bus and thinking, oh, yeah, like she has a rain technique. And I digress. I did not look up um, what the acronym stands for before I came on. But it's basically recognizing your feeling. You're accepting it. So you're not making yourself wrong. Um, the I might be like, investigate. Maybe it's investigate. Um, like, where did that feeling come from? And then the end may be neutral, but don't quote me on that. So it's like not making ourselves wrong, which is the biggest thing. Early on in the pan pandemic, I spoke to, or a year ago, I guess, I spoke to a therapist, I think right after my mom had passed. And I was like, yeah, this inner critic is so loud. Like, I don't remember ever having this negative mind chatter like before so loud I think I think it was there for years and I think that's a great example of how we just shove things down right for years I just like I was in the thick of it right three kids five and under at one point or four and under at one point and just like whoa I couldn't have the space to process my feelings or the time to flip my negative self-talk to self positive self-talk and I remember at the time I had some friends that were close to me that were really doing a lot of that work. And now I've had the time and space to do some of that work in the last year. And it is like amazing. But I remember at the time, busy mom. So if you're in this space where you're like, oh my God, I'm just trying to get through the day. And now you're telling me I have to like deal with these feelings. Like, no, you don't have to deal with them right now. But we know that that's how we get back to our best health, right? And this self-love journey back to health is me sharing with you what I see works, what I'm using for myself, and what works for the, you know, 25 clients that I work with every single week on shifting some of their things. So clients lately, I've been working on like, you know, journal or just write down your negative self-talk all day. Just write it down. Don't make it wrong. Don't judge it, just notice it. And that self-awareness is key. Self-awareness is key for everything. It's key for preventing cravings or figuring out why they're coming. It's key for intuitive eating, having this self-awareness to listen to your body. That's something I'm really excited to combine my craving change emotional eating program with intuitive eating to make it even more like magical and life-changing for you, the busy mompreneur, but also for future generations. So that is key. So the topic for today, it came to me in so many different ways. I was like, yeah, I have to hop on and talk about how to flip negative self-talk to more positive self-talk. So what or negative thoughts to more positive thoughts? So what is self-talk? If you look at the Mayo Clinic's definition, it's the endless stream of unspoken thoughts that run through your head, and that can be positive or negative. Okay, so it's this inner dialogue that we're having with ourselves all day, okay? And our brain is such a powerful part of us. It's the part that keeps us safe. It wants to keep us happy. It holds on to our, all of our memories, and it knows kind of like what's coming in the future. But the thing with the brain is it doesn't know the difference between your negative thoughts and your positive thoughts. It just acts on what you're telling it, okay? So keep telling it something often enough, and it will assume that's important to you and do whatever it can to bring more of those things into your awareness. So it's kind of like, um, you know, when you start a day and things just start off on the wrong foot and you think, oh, like this is horrible. It's kind of like the cognitive behavioral therapy example that I give in the Craving Change program. 
Like, you wake up, you're late, you have to go for an interview or whatever, you didn't get your hair cut because it's pandemic, or you didn't have time to do your makeup because the kids were crazy, and you just kind of get there on time, um, and in your head you're thinking, like, man, I really should have, like, got up earlier, and I should have gotten ready, and I'm such a loser, why can't I do anything right? And it's that negative self-talk that just keeps bringing more of that negativity to you, right? So then you get delayed because there's some traffic, and then you can't find a parking spot close, and then you can't find your resume that you were supposed to bring, like, all these things. It's when we give our mind something negative to focus on, that's kind of what you'll see comes to you. But it doesn't mean that you can't stop in the moment that something's happening and recenter and calm yourself. And that's been an amazing strategy that I learned from my intuitive coach with the Courage Practice is that at any point during the day, and she intentionally does it morning, noon, and night, where she she comes back to herself. It could be a meditation or it could be a shorter practice. It doesn't have to be a long process. But it's a good reminder for myself to come back to myself, to come back to my body and my breath and to calm my body down. So if you have kids at home, that can be a good strategy. Like take five minutes, go in the bathroom, lock the door, put on headphones if you have to block out there, like, you know, knocking on the door and stuff. But it's to recognize that you can get your body back to that safe place and you can re- ground and calm yourself. So I want you guys to think about negative self-talk. So for some of my clients, it's like, well, it didn't work last time. So why would it work this time? I'm such a failure. And then, you know, you could flip that to, okay, there's a second chance or I'm in a better place to focus this time. Um, Or if you're saying to yourself, I've never done it before, you could change that thought to, it's an opportunity for me to learn something new. Okay. Um, I don't have the resources to do it. You could change that to, I can get the support that I need to have success on my terms. And that can be success with life or health, whatever your focus is on. Um, Instead of saying, I'm too lazy to get this done. I never show up. I never do it. You could flip that and say, I wasn't able to fit into my schedule, but maybe I can take a look and re-examine my priorities and see where it can fit. Okay, so you're you're going away from that negative, like, dead end kind of thought, and you're making it more of an expansive response. Um, there's no way I, it will work. I can try to make it work. Or it's too complicated. I can't follow this plan. It's too many things. Okay, so maybe I'll tackle it from a different angle. Maybe I'll start with one step at a time and focus on that. So it's sometimes like that big umbrella of a thing where there's so many things that we can focus on and you just have to bring it back to like that one little raindrop and focus on that one little thing that we can change in that moment, okay? And it's not just that being more positive is something that happy people tell you. There's good research behind why positivity has a large impact on our health. But I'm not saying you're going to get there today and you're not going to have any more negative self-talk or negative thoughts and you're just going to think it's great and things are fun. But what you can also do, (laughs) this is a funny one, my kids had some like puff stickers. I don't know where they got them from. And one was a peach. And they put it on me one day when I was, I don't know what I was doing, working or something. 
and they called it my peachy button. So I started, I think I was having a frustrating day and was probably a bit grumpy. So every time they pressed that peachy button, I would talk like everything was great. Like, oh, hello, how are you? So that was kind of our way to play with like going from a negative vibe to more positive. And it was something that made it fun too. So think about that. Maybe you need to have like a, you know, that Staples easy button or whatever, a go peachy sticker or whatever, as a, a kind of fun reminder to remind you that we should be focusing on more positive things versus negative things. And it's not to say I don't have anything negative to focus on in my life. <laughs> There's continual stress that just keeps coming. Um, but I'm choosing to really focus in gratitude on all the things that I do have and try to reframe the negative thoughts into positive thoughts, right? So a negative thought could be, why did this happen? to my loved one. And the positive thought would be, well, thank goodness that we found this early and there's, there's much hope, right? And see how the energy shifts. Instead of just focusing on something that we can't control, we can shift it to, this isn't great, but wow, I'm so thankful that we could work on this now and then they can be with us for a lot longer. So it's working on flipping. It's not denying the feeling. It's not not being grumpy one day. I'm not saying have that peachy button ready to go all the time. Some days we've got to have that space to have those feelings. But I'm just saying after practicing it for the last year, I'm so much quicker now to shift from being in that negative thought process and getting to more positive thought process. And the positive might not look like positive. It might just kind of look like neutral, you know, like, oh, I didn't get all this stuff done. I got enough done and there's time tomorrow. So, you know, you see how you can move through it. So that's my challenge to you is to focus on listening. First of all, self-awareness, when are those negative thoughts coming? Maybe write them down and then go through and see if you can flip them to positive self-talk. If you can't, that's fine. If you want some support, click on the button below and book a free, you know, stress left healthy habits that's hard for my mouth this morning call and that's where I can help you reframe some of those negative thoughts into positive self-talk and we can help you move forward that way okay so thanks for following my journey back to self-love my journey back to health my self-love journey back to health and I'll talk to you guys next time